All right, did you know that everything that grows or everything that, that is alive grows best in the right environment? The better the environment is, or the, 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 depending on the environment, depends on how it grows. Many years ago, I, uh, I really got into fish. I just loved tropical fish, and I, I, th- I think I've had every fish from a, a, I've had guppies and needle-nosed gars and an arowana, which they go about, they get about four or five feet long. I think I've had every fish that the fish store sells. But fish have a tendency to grow to the tank size, right? And depending on the temperature and the tank size, they grow. And me and my brother, I remember we used to, we would, we would go buy fish and kind of compete to see who could get the biggest Oscar. We got into Oscars for a while and see who could get the biggest Oscar. And I thought I had him because I had a 55-gallon tank and he had a 45-gallon tank. And then I discovered something. His, his tank was taller. They like the taller tank. And it's got more pressure, and they can go down. They, they grow better. When they go down, they feel the pressure, and they grow better in, a, in that taller tank. Everything grows better depending on their environment. So trees, vegetation. You know, uh, it's interesting. If you've got, a, 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 if you've got a, a cactus, I like cactuses. I, I, I wanted to get one, one time. It was our anniversary, and... Uh, I saw this cactus, it was so pretty, and I was going to buy it for my wife because they're really easy. You know, you don't have to water them much, right? It's hard to kill a cactus. You can forget it, and it's okay. And I was going to buy it for me, but I was with my son, and my son is quite, this, the, uh, quite witty. And I said, look at this, I want to buy this for your mom. She said, he says to me, he says, oh, I, I saw this pokey and prickly thing, pokey and unapproachable thing, and I thought of you. <laughs> I'm like, no, okay, she's not getting a cactus. All right, but everything grows in a particular environment, and some things really like lots of water, some things like high humidity. Everything grows in a particular type of environment, and, and different environments affect them. And, and maybe, maybe, this is something that you need to understand, and it's a simple pr- principle. The same is true for us. In a proper environment, we grow better. Okay? Now, this can be challenging because some people say, see, I'm a product of my environment. Now, that isn't what I said, and we're going to deal with that in a minute. But, but your environment determines a lot of times and helps determine how much growth or your growth potential. Now, if you haven't noticed over the last several weeks, I'm stuck up on personal growth. You know why? Because I know how much potential is in us. And if we grow, it's great. Can I, where's Logan? Logan, can I share? With, where are you, Logan? Can I share a minute? So about six months ago, I'm going to say maybe four or five months ago, uh, Logan, along with me, and, and we, we've started working on some personal growth issues. And Logan had been passed over for management over and over and over and over and over. And we started growing us. And Logan started growing him. And he started growing him. 
And he, the other day they were talking on at work and they said, we need to replicate the Logans. And somebody's like, really? The Logan? And he said, well, the new Logan. And he got offered a promotion and moved into management. Well, what happened? He was growing him. When you grow you, right? Because that's what God's really, imp- God is not worried about can he do something? I mean, right? Is, is God afraid there's something he can't do? Is there something in the world that God can't make happen? No, God can do anything. What God is worried about is growing you. God wants to build you. All right, so God wants to build us, and we need to get an environment. I love this. The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment you first find yourself in. It's from Mark Cain. Success begins when you refuse to be captive to the environment you find yourself in. I refuse to be stuck where I'm at. And this is like the first step to moving on to success. I'm not going to be stuck here. This environment's not going to hold me down. I'm going to move on. All right, so we have to create a new environment. Pastor Dale, when are you going to get to the Bible? Right now, Psalms 133. (laughs) Psalms 133. Ooh, this is a good one, by the way. I preached about four messages on this one. Um, I'm not going to preach them all today. You'll have to look them up if you want them. Psalms 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descends upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. Behold how good. When brethren dwell together in unity, when we create an environment where we are dwelling together, ministering together, but there's a lot of scriptures I could pull up. But when we begin to create an environment where we are lifting each other, building each other, and, 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 and encouraging others, and dwelling in unity, the Lord commands his blessing there. Now, I'm not really going to teach a lot about unity and how we get there because I have about three or four messages. You can find them at libertycf.com. Go down to the podcast. I've got some great teachings on unity. We went through a lot of that, please. You've got, you know, uh, jump in there, go back and look about how do we get to unity. But what we find is that when we develop a, 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 an environment where brethren are working together, we, incre- we, we create an environment that allows us to grow. It allows us to build. I had a an opportunity uh, at work to, I don't really know how to, how to explain it. I don't want to go into the, the whole story. I, I, I want to keep, keep on track, but some things happened and I saw something and I, and, I, and I just tried to help out. And one of the guys was like, man, you sure saved that. You know, good job, Dale. You, you saved us there. We would have missed that. Good job, Dale. And I told him, I said, here's the thing. I said, uh, my, my other crew, the crew I used to work for, one of, the, one of my favorite parts about that crew is how we tried to watch out for each other's back. And I see the look on his face because that's not how this crew's been operating. You know? And I said, well, we try to watch out for each other's back. It makes everybody better. 
that environment. We need, to in, we need to come into an environment. We need to change our environment to help us grow, okay? And so we're, what, 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 what is that going to look like? Turn with me to Acts chapter 2. So like I said, what can I do? I don't want to preach all of these things. How do we get into unity? What do I need to do for unity? All of these lessons are out there. They're on our podcast at libertycf.com. We talked about judgment. We talked about how to enter into unity, what your, your responsibilities are in church, in unity. I don't have time to preach all of those. Go look them up. Figure it out. But we need to develop in unity. That's where the power is. Acts chapter 2. I love this. Ooh. Hello. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one mind, or with one accord, and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. So here's the disciples. They're all there. He said they were in one place. In one mind and one accord. All right, in, in Acts chapter 2, same thing. Go down to verse 46. Two forty-six, And they continually daily with one, with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and with singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as would be saved. In a unified environment where people are working together, God releases his glory. When we come together in unity, God releases his glory. When we begin to find an environment around people who are lifters and helpers and builders, God releases his glory. God begins to pour out his blessing. God begins to release his power. All right, so we know if I'm in the right environment, I'm going to grow. If I get into unity, there's the blessing of the Lord, I'm going to grow. All right, we know these things. All right, move on. Hebrews chapter 10. I got I to keep moving. I, 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 this is a simple, simple word, Hebrews chapter 10, but I got something I want to get to. Verse 24. Good job. Who was that? Oh, I don't have any candy. I'm sorry. I got to get, I, I'm, I'm falling down on a job. All right. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider one another, consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Let us consider one another. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Now, let me tell you something. In, in unity, there's power. In the right environment, there's growth. In unity, you have the glory of the Lord, you have growth. Whose responsibility is it to get you into unity? It's me. You must become an active participant in your environment. If you don't become an active participant in changing your environment, then pretty quick you start feeling like, we all know it, right? I'm just a product of my environment. 
I'm a product of this environment. I'm stuck because of this environment. Let me tell you, this is, this is such a powerful lie that you are stuck because of the circumstances that are in your life today. And you should be shouting hallelujah. It is a lie that you are stuck because of the environment that you find yourself in in this moment. You should become an active participant in changing your environment. Okay? Listen, if you want to experience, listen, if you wanted to experience a real powerful moment, men's breakfast this morning was awesome. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm just telling you, men's breakfast was awesome. Yesterday at the car wash, you say, well, Pastor Dale, what do I do? You know, a guy came by. Oh, man, he came by, and we washed his car, told him we wouldn't take any money, and his mind was just kind of blown by that for a minute. And he kept saying something that just hit me so hard, and I realized I failed. I failed majorly. I said, are you guys serious? You're just doing this for people? How do I become a part of this? I fail. I'm going to tell you, I blew it right there. I said, I said park over there, come help us wash cars. <laughs> I missed it. Come over here and help us wash cars. How do I become a part of this? Here's the thing. The only one keeping you from being a part is you. You need to become an active participant. When you become an active participant and you begin to change the things, when you begin to dwell around those that are there to lift you, to build you, changes your environment and you'll begin to grow. You know how this works. You ever had a tree that's wilted and you start giving it water? Pretty quick, it starts perking up. All right, you become an active participant. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. I, I got I to keep moving. It's stuff I got to get to. Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. We know that when we dwell in unity, when we put ourselves in the right places with God, we put ourselves in a, around the right people. I love this story. I was thinking about David and his mighty men, all of the things that, that, that we see when, when the environment was right. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. And the whole earth was one language, one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there and they said to one another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven. And let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. God looked at the people and he said, If they will work together, there is nothing they cannot accomplish. It says, so if I'm going to slow them down, I've got to get them so they can't talk to each other. I've got to confuse them. I've got to do something to keep them. Nothing will be 
restrained. Everything and all of creation grows in the right environment. Any of you heard about climate change and the CO2 levels rising? All right, go with me because this is true facts. Check me out. Look it up. Do you know what has happened since the CO2 levels have begun to raise on the earth? The climate's changed. No, 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 no. Not necessarily. That's not actually scientifically. We, We can't really prove that it's changed that much. We haven't been watching it that long. But do you know what we do know has happened? The earth has begun to become more green. Do you know what plants need? CO2. We have found that the green space on the earth, this is no joke, that the green space at deserts that never produced vegetation are producing vegetation. The green space on the earth has begun to spread because the CO2 levels are going up. You know why? Because plant life really likes CO2. The environment is better for plants. Well, that's weird. If we create an environment that's better for us, we will grow. Now, do you know what? In all creation, everything grows like this, but there's only one thing in creation that's different, and that's humans. The scripture says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made after image of God. And of all creation, you are the only thing that has the power and the authority and the dominion to change the environment. Okay? When it got cold outside, man created clothing for themselves. That wasn't good enough. We begin to not only put on extra clothes, we learned how to change the very air that's around us with air conditioning and heating so that literally I climb in my car and I don't just put clothes on myself. I literally change the temperature of the air that's around me. No other creature on this earth can do those things but man. Because God gave man dominion. You are never, never, never are you the product of your environment. You are the master of your environment. You were given authority. (laughs) And I will not be held captive to my environment. I'm going to do something about my environment. When things look bleak, I love this. I love this. What do you do? Well, this soil is bad. If you're a plant and the soil is bad, what chance choices do you have? Nothing. If you're a human and the soil is bad, what do you do? You begin to worship. You begin to praise. You begin to cry out to God. You begin to ask God. You begin to feed yourself. You begin to do whatever is necessary to grow you. What happens to the soil you're planted in when you begin to step out and fertilize your life with God? It begins to grow and you begin to grow. You are, you have the authority over the soil that you're planted in. You have authority over it. Pastor Dale, my environment stinks. Fix it! 
that happened to me and that happened to me and that happened to me. Then deal with it and fix it. You are not weak. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have the authority over all things. What did God say? He said he gave man dominion over the fields of the air, over the beasts of the field. He gave man dominion over the earth. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. And he wants you to believe that you are stuck in your environment. And it's not true. It's not true. You're not stuck in your environment. You need to create the right air around you. How do you create the right air? Put the right people in your life. Get around the right people. You hear about all the time, and it's so true. I remember when I was trying to get off of drugs, and I was trying to get my life cleaned up. And as long as I hung out with my druggy friends, I never could get clean. You need to change your environment. Get around different friends. Get the right soil. Get the right air. Get the right people. Listen, I don't know what all is going on in your life, and, and, and this is simple. I'm almost done. I'm going to be done here, but I'm going to tell you something. If you want to grow, and there's a lot of things. That we, we, there's still a bunch more. I got a lot more to teach. We're not done with this, I promise. Long way. But if you're going to grow in the Lord, you're going to have to change your environment. You can't sit and feel sorry for yourself in pity parties. You can't sit around and be... And, 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 and be you can't. You can't sit around and feel sorry for yourself. You can't get stuck in your situation and just say, well, there's nothing I can do. You can get yourself out. Now, I'm not talking about the fact that this is all just somehow people power. I think it's God power. I think it was the creator God who gave us dominion over our situation. And it says, if anybody says that who the sun sets free is free indeed, then why are we under bondage? If God has set us free, who's keeping us in bondage? Who has the right to keep me in bondage? Does the devil have authority to keep me in bondage? No. Only I. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to change my environment. I'm going to change my environment. We, um... Sometimes I understand how hard it is. Maybe you, you don't feel like there's really, you know, you, you, maybe you really truly feel so stuck you just don't even know where to begin. So let me, let me, just, let me just, give you, just give you this right now, okay? Number one, you have to recognize that your importance for God and, and, that, and that how much you mean to God and how much God wants to do in you. And then you need to do, I love what Roger, Roger just, Roger's preaching it. Get rid of that stuff. That's a wrong environment. Roger, that is a good word. Choke it out if you have to. I love this. Remember that scripture, forgetting those things that are beyond, I press on. I heard a greatest message on that. You know what that word means? Forgetting those things. It means to neglect it. Until it falls down. 
It says, forgetting those things that are beyond press on. It says, it, it literally means to, you know, if you buy something and you just let it sit out until it rusts and it's no good anymore. That's what he's saying. It says, literally, neglect that bad stuff <laughs> until it rots. <laughs> forgetting those things that are beyond. It says, literally, neglect that stuff. Leave it alone. Put it away. Find the errors of your life. You know, I was talking to some guy, and he said, I had, I had to quit watching news. I think, hallelujah. You've been delivered. Had to do, uh, whatever. Put the old stuff out of your life. There's stuff that's bragging you down. Set it out. Begin to put other things in. I mean, I, 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 there's nothing like worship. Come on. I mean, I don't even know how. Uh, you, I don't know where to start. How about we start worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords and, and, and put a little bit of praise in your life. Begin to glorify God. There is nothing quite like that for destroying the bad environment and bringing in the good environment. Nothing quite like it. Well, I don't know how to change my environment. Start worshiping. Start studying. Start, start worshiping. Is it really that simple? It really is that simple. Start worshiping. Change your environment. We're not going to be a product of our environment. I love that. I'm going to read that quote to you again. The first step toward success is taken when we refuse to be captive of the environment we first find ourselves in. I refuse to be captive of my environment. God has given me dominion. I'm going to change my environment. I'm going to become a participant in my environment. And listen, I just challenge you. I challenge you to become active in what the brothers and sisters are doing. Become active in it. Become a part. We are not subject of our environment. I refuse to be. I'm going to be the master of my environment. Through my God, my King, He wants, he wants it for me, I promise you. There's a lot of other scriptures, a lot of things. He wants it for us. I'm going to be the master of it. And I'm going to see things change in my life. All right, let's pray. I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to be done. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this because I know how powerful it is. Father, I come to you because I know something. We look at our economic situations maybe and we think somehow that has got me down. My God is bigger. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We think maybe it's the physical being, but my God... But by these stripes, you're healed. I, I, I won't be held down by the physical situations in my life. We think that it's just all, we just begin to label so many things. I just haven't been lucky. I don't believe in luck. I don't buy it. I believe in the creator God who is leading, guiding, and directing. Father, I'll not be subject to the environment I find myself in. I will change my environment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.